1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Now back to 95.7 The Game.
3: One hour to go and then we get ready for, for, for the Bay Area Panthers. Evan Gidding's on the call. Oh yeah. And Mark hey. Grandy was gonna be Mark granny will be doing the they they go back. They and go forth. back and forth. But Grandy, yeah. I believe, has got the uh the he's the color guy today. He's providing analysis.
2: Well our man Evan, he was in the building uh before our show and, and he was looking sharp, okay? Yeah. I, I know he's gonna call the good game, but he's gonna look sharp while he's doing it. People. Both of them look like oh, they're okay. going
4: to church. Well, you gotta look sharp when you're going down downtown San Jose, Silicon Valley area.
2: Do you? Because that, like, like tech people just wear beanies and you know, like, nikes and and, well, and skinny jeans. When you go to the
4: HP <laughs> or the SAP center, as they call it now. I always call it HP, but when you go into that center, you gotta look snazzy, and they do. That well, is like true. Sharp. They do look sharp. I'm just good. saying, it's kind
2: of funny because you know, where do you get to dress? Where do you get dressed up to go these days? You you don't do it to go to work. Like nobody, nobody, no. very few people it's put a on call. a suit and tie to go to work. Uh, you, you don't go to you don't do it to go out. Listen, when I was a kid, this is a true story, and, and I know Mark Lavelle is and I hope this is embarrassing. Like we would, like we would, we would put on a jacket and tie, like to go to the Sizzler. Okay, <laughs> it's like we're going to Sizzler, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Here, this is, what, this is how you go eat out. This is fine dining. Put on, put on a jacket and tie, and we're gonna have uh, all you can eat salad bar, man. Hey, so, the salad
3: bar <laughs> at the sizzler is one legit, of the best.
2: It was legit. I'm just saying though. Like as a kid, I was like, oh, you, you get up and you put a jacket and tie on. To go out to eat and to, to go to work, and now I'm like you know in my forties or whatever, and I'm like I I I have I have three blazers, I have I have two blazers, I have three suits, okay, uh, and and nowhere to wear them uh, except for yeah, man, like I don't know funeral services. Like the, the last four times I wore a suit or a blazer were, were all funeral services.
3: You're like an atheist on Sunday, <laughs> all dressed up, nowhere to go. Exactly. So yeah. tell me this. If you're on a date now, I know you're you're with somebody. But if you're single, Shamari, on a date, are you uh, are you dressing up? You throwing on that blazer? Or are You just rocking See, like a lot
2: of people throw the skinny jeans and and tennis shoes and, and go from there and look so like a doofus. So I would have tennis shoes, probably. I would have skinny jeans or you know jeans, but then I would have the blazer and a button up, right? So I, I would split the difference D- depending on where we were going, right? Because you know we're going to a if we're going to. Like a if we're going to a dinner, right? Okay. Yeah. Again, did you just
4: say you'll have a blazer and some
2: jeans on? Yes. And a button up. Come on. That, that's it. Hey, look. On me, it's hot. It's on me. It looks hot. Okay. Doesn't sound good. You put on my body. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, like a little, like a little, uh, a gingham check check sort of thing going on. Uh, I got, a I got blue. I got, you got a few colors that. So, like gingham check. Uh, Oxford shirt, you know, with the, with the pocket and the button down collar sort of thing, uh, you know, button down a couple buttons, blazer, jeans, and and oh, shoes that match. Man, it's fine.
5: What are you doing?
3: <laughs> Bro, have, when you met your fiance, first of all, how did that come about? What were you wearing? Did you impress her with with the clothing? Actually, I met her at the gym.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait, wow. the six five zero remembers the dream job contest that I did wear something similar to that to the. So here's a funny thing about what I wore to the dream job contest. So you dressed up for that. Yeah, so I put on a blazer with the button up. I think I did have a gingham sort of thing going on. So I had on, I had on like not, not slacks, but like khakis and it was raining and I slipped and I fell and I put a hole in the knee of my favorite, favorite khaki on your way to the job, on my way to the dream dream job job. job (laughs) competition. And then you are a walking reality show. Yo, so that I had to go upstairs and put the jeans on last second. So the jeans were, uh, the jeans were kind of incidental, but it, it matched with the blazer. Uh, Nine two five skinny jeans are out, oversized are in. I, are they? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm trying to ask somebody that that's a jean fashion, bro. I don't wear. See, here's the thing: is I never set out to buy skinny jeans. Here's the deal: I'm a '90s baby. <laughs> you so just I, turn I into skinny jeans. No, so I'm a '90s person, a teenager in the '90s. Okay, so '90s is like extremely bagginess. Like that's what we did. And you hit a point to where people was wearing jeans that were so baggy that the back of your pants would get, you know, ruffled up and scuffed up because the the, the ankle part was so wide and you'd wind up with you, like like the back of your pants tattered from walking on it. OK, so the second I saw jeans that tapered down right there, then I'm like, OK, this is great. I'll never I'll never mess up <laughs> the bottom part of my pants again. And somebody's like, why are you wearing skinny jeans? I'm like, these aren't skinny jeans. It's just jeans that won't, you know. Uh, uh, get jacked up, man! The back of your pants because you're gonna walk on them. They'll, they'll never go over your shoe. Now, will you rock earrings? Yeah, you I, have I got double earrings right now. You I, got, I, mean? I got I got three ear piercings. I got three so, holes so in my what ears. Is, what is the reason or the occasion where you were bust out earrings? I just, you know what? I go through fades. I, I got my ear first pierced when I was twelve. But isn't that sort of like, I'm
3: going to impress somebody or a girl, like you go double earrings? No, sometimes
2: sometimes I'll just walk into a store and I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to cop some earrings, and then I will wear earrings for six months, and then, I don't know, I'll lose one, and then I'll stop wearing them, and I won't wear earrings for six months. It it comes and goes, man. All right,
3: we're going to talk a little football. Kosh and Abarathan is coming up in a matter of moments from the uh, Niners Nation. But this idea of a tired arm... And uh, one Trey well, Lance, it, it's
2: arm fatigue. arm fatigue. It's a difference. The hell it is, <laughs> it's it's arm, a tired arm. Just you know that that means you were lifting weights. Arm fatigue is like a medical ish condition. I
3: sort of. a tired arm was sort of the same thing. Like in baseball, you
2: get a tired arm. So you telling See, me that one in the, baseball they call it a dead arm though? See, dead that's what I'm saying. Arm. Yeah, right. like okay. a t- you know, That's what I'm saying. I, Listen, right, it's a it's it, good sem- semantics. Semantics don't matter, but it just kind of does a little
3: By bit. By the way, let's just sort of give this some backstory here. According to Colin Coward, as well as Mike Silver. Now, Mike Silver is a guy, but well, they're both credible journalists. But Mike Silver is somebody that you listen to, right? He, if he steps up, and is going to say something. it's like, okay, there's got to be some credibility to it. <laughs> but they have a source, not the same source, we don't know, with the San Francisco 49ers that intimated that Trey Lance has been dealing with a fatigued arm that sometimes they've got to rest him. It's all it's a level of concern at what degree we don't know, but we're talking about a fatigued arm to the young quarterback twenty two years of age, and we're trying to gauge sort of that that level of concern at this juncture.
2: well, here's here's my thing, and you know whatever the uh, uh, arm fatigue, dead arm, whatever you want to call it. the idea that a human being does a repeated repeated motion over and over again hard enough to fling a ball 50 yards down the field, right? You do that 30 times, okay? It's like, oh, the next day my arm's tired. This is crazy. Right. So I don't know what this like resting your arm after working it intensely for days at a time to me sounds like a normal thing.
3: Well, there's normal things and then there's and there's, then there's recovery, a fatigue exactly yeah. yeah. So where you get to that level. Let's hear from what it is that we're talking about, Colin Coward and Mike Silver earlier this week.
1: What I'm hearing is that they that he's not his his delivery
3: is they're kind of rebuilding it. He gets arm fatigue. It's not an easy
0: throw. He's ha- he needs days off, yeah, and they're worried yeah, about his. Yep. Too, yeah, yep, um, and they're worried yeah. about his accuracy. You and I are hearing the same things because
3: you and I know. Andy Reid moved off Alex Smith, who got into the playoffs because they were
0: at practice. They saw Mahomes, right? Yeah. By the way, Buffalo, even though Josh Allen struggled first year, was all in because they were at and, and- practice.
3: That's Colin Coward and Mike Silver earlier this week in the Colin Coward show talking about the latest. See, here's the thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard.
3: In terms of trying to put some sort of context on it, we don't know whether this is time sensitive. In other words, we don't know whether he was dealing with arm fatigue last week, the other day, OTAs that took place just a couple of weeks ago. Or is this going back to last year, which we... You know there was some concern about resting him, and there were some levels of concern about his arm and arm fatigue. That's when the rumors sort of first started. So, again, in terms of trying to put some sort of you know time capsule on this, we don't know whether this is whether this is recent or whether it's going back months. But all that being said, you remember, man. The first time I saw this dude throw oh, football, God. I got on the air and I said, I, I hope, okay. I said, I swear, by the way, I should have <laughs> known this was coming. I
2: should have known this was coming, but let's go with it. Come on.
3: I said, there's a hitch in this dude's giddy up. I just told you that there's, there's just an awkward way of him delivering the football. Now, everybody went after me, man. Everybody was in on Trey Lance. Every studio host, everybody that's in front of a live mic at this station was big on Trey Lance. And I just said, man, I got to come clean. I've seen him play one preseason game, and that 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 funky delivery, that way he throws the football is not very fluid and it can cause problems. And here we are, you know, because it's not the arm fatigue isn't due to the hitch, but it's the fact that they're trying to they're trying to, to fix it. They're yeah. trying to speed up his delivery. And in doing so, he's not throwing instinctively. He's learning to throw a football at the NFL level, which in and of itself should be
2: a concern. Well, but they've been working on this since before the draft. Like before the draft, they said uh, they, they sent him to go work with John Beck, right? Because John Beck is, is a trusted source for Kyle Shanahan. He worked with Zach Wilson. They sent him to work with John Beck. John Beck tweaked him a little bit when he got to training camp. No, when they, they had rookie camp last year. They said we sent him home with some stuff to work on, and when he got to training camp, they're like, "Oh my god, he's made such progress!" And so this is a ongoing thing. It's not like he just started learning this throwing motion last week. But here's my only concern: I don't step out of like
3: defending and being the uh, the attorney defending. for for I'm Trey just- Lance. But is there, if he's Exhibit going to a.
2: No, if he's
3: <laughs> going to be that guy that you give all that draft capital to move up to? Shouldn't you, first of all, be aware that he's got a hitch? Because you've obviously watched the video. And should it be more than just a level of concern that you're actually going to have to alter a guy? Because so, you know as well as I do, things are instinctive. If you're
2: throwing a football one way, and now suddenly you get to the NFL and you got to change. Well, but also, if you're thinking about how you're throwing the football, exactly. you're not thinking about where you're throwing the football and, and why you're throwing the football, right? So the, so the how should be... You, you should never have any thought onto how you're throwing the football. Yet. You're just, you throw it. That's just, I'm letting it go. Because you also have to be like, where's the safety and the linebacker and, and what route are five different receivers running, right here, right? You can't be sitting Plus you also. got two
3: seconds to do it. Yeah,
2: and, and also, oh yeah. And I have to make sure I, I flick my wrist. You know what yeah, what yeah, let that me make
3: too- sure that I got the right arm slot. That's just, no. Yeah, that's
2: too much to think about, yeah.
3: So Mike, <sighs>
2: Why would you draft the guy if that's what you got to do is what I want to say? Well, because you looked at it and you said, hey, we could work with okay. that. Okay, all right. I mean, that's fair yeah, enough. That, they gave up three first-round picks for the right to draft. I know there was only two additional ones, but they gave up three total picks, first-round picks for the right to draft this dude. And you don't do that unless you look at that and say, yeah, you know what? That's fixable. It's fixable. Look right. it's fixable. Okay. It's like It's like if you saw a if you saw a, I don't know, I don't know what your favorite kind of car is. I'm a classic car guy, but if you saw a 1968 Camaro, right? How about a Mustang? That too. Okay. 68 Mustang convertible. Six, six eight Mustang convertible, and it's like, okay, I, I, that that axle is off, and that seems like a major thing. But I know how to work with axles, right? You just put a little, you put the little impact gun on the uh, on the old uh, on, the, on the on the on the wheel hub there, and it's out well, of there, I right? My point yeah. being is
3: that. With everything else you've got to worry about, as a young quarterback who the big knock-on hasn't played, right? He only played in, what, two college football games, and he's limited? No, he he played a full season. Well, the year, his senior year. Yeah. Or his last, not his senior year. He played a full season. The year prior to that. Yeah. The year he came out, he'd played in two games, I want to say. Well, he played one exhibition game. he played one game.
2: Mm -hmm. And then he opted out. If
3: that's the big concern... And this guy's got to learn a playbook. He's got to be an NFL rookie quarterback. We know what that entails. And on top of that, we got to deal with his hitch. Do <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, well, at see, what
2: point is it like, yeah, this may not be a good decision? I, I, well, I don't know, man. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan thought it was a good decision. Not only do they think it was a good decision, they thought it was a good enough decision to give up additional resources yeah. towards making their team better to draft this kid, so <laughs> let me Shamari work on my car, <laughs> especially when you don't know the, the will t- uh, Wait a second. Let me, let me let me say this, okay? I might not know everything, but I've taken plenty of axles off of plenty of that cars. That was a text line, back by in. the way. No, a, I, know, let me I know Shamari I work on yet. my car. I've taken.
3: beginning back to Trey Lance for mm-hmm. a second.
2: Wait. By listen. the way, I got. I got. I mean, I'll show you pictures, man. We got a. I got. I have a completely dismantled sixty-five Mustang. Well, I don't have it. It's It's, a, it's at my. It's at a Papa Black's house there yeah, in Vallejo, California. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can dismantle the thing right down to the to found it to the nuts and bolts and put we, this back together. We have so far. Now putting it back together—that's another story. <laughs> but it's been taken apart, <laughs> completely taken apart.
3: I could do that. Well, I don't know if I could do that.
2: <laughs> hey, How long yeah. is this going to take you? i see that so we we've been and what do you do do you follow a big model do you have like a big uh i see that uh, like a how-to a tutorial yeah. on so, youtube well for one i mean youtube tutorials aren't great diagrams and like things you could find on the internet about how everything's supposed to get together where they show the nuts and the exploded views that helps that helps a great great deal so i just want to get back to trailing. Okay, you can find everything on the internet, so look man. at
3: Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields—they're coming into the league, and there's so much that they got to deal with and learn. I mean, that's the understatement of the of the year. That there's a lot you got to learn as a rookie quarterback, right? But on top of all of
2: that, we got to teach you to throw a football another way. Like, here's okay. So here's what I'm gonna tell you, Dan, right now, right here, right now. I, I guess what I'm no, trying no, to say we, was it a mistake? No, well, I don't know. But here's 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 when we'll know. Here's when we'll know. Because Kyle Shanahan is going to get in the media, say the right things. Trey Lance is going to get John Lynch. Everybody from the organization at the top with Jed York all the way down to freaking Elijah Mitchell or the or the sixth round draft pick. Everybody's going to say the right thing in the news. Okay, if you want to know what they think about Trey Lance. Then this is what's going to tell you right here is Jimmy Garoppolo on that roster when the season starts, if if he isn't, Trey Lance is fine, and I don't think he's gonna be. There's a good chance he might. Well, I, like I said, if, if he is, then something is seriously that's wrong the in Trey Lance.
3: That's the indicator if they're because, hanging again, on.
2: There. Like this organization. Remember John Lynch when he came here? He was like, I I I I put it out there that I was gonna come, and then I saw if it would get leaked. Like John Lynch, he likes he's like the mafia. It's like, hey man, nobody say a thing, right? right. So John Lynch. As an organization, they, everybody's going to say the same thing. Everybody's going to say the right thing. So we're not going to know what's up with Trey. Like Colin Coward could have his sources, and, and so can Mike Silver. So I love it. like, oh, my source said the same thing. Oh, so we all have sources. <laughs> well, Mike
3: Silver, if he's got a source, I'm inclined to believe.
2: I am. But, but Colin Cowherd, whatever, right? So
3: can you give me the skinny on Colin Cowherd and his daughter?
2: Uh, Do we want to go there? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, so you didn't hear this. We, we talked about this last night, me and Styles last night. Essentially... Liv Cowherd and Trey Lance. Liv Cowherd being his daughter. Colin the, the Cowherd, daughter of daughter. Cowherd. Um was dating Trey Lance or is dating Trey Lance. Now, there's some talk That's they broke up. There's some talk they broke up. There's some talk that they're Allegedly, still together. Apparently. Yeah. So but they were dating and are possibly still dating. So These sources, the source, the sourceness might be live being like, I don't know. She's like, Oh, Trey said he couldn't pick me up because his arm was tired. I don't, you, I don't know what, where he's getting this data from, man, right?
3: I I don't know if it's his daughter. That's a bit of a reach.
2: He's been (laughs) over there. He's been over there.
3: I would like to think that Colin coward has got a better source of his daughter when it comes to the <laughs> arm fatigue. Of,
2: I mean, hey, of of maybe, Lance. maybe not. Maybe when it comes to other players, but you know, like he, I'm, I'm sure. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's things he doesn't want to know that his daughter knows about Trey Lance, but he might have heard that anyway. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying things.
3: So, as it relates again to Jimmy Garoppolo, do you see him going getting traded to Cleveland?
2: I see him getting cut right before that big $25 million cap hit is due. Oh, that, that'd be doing him dirty. That would be doing him dirty. Really? Because they just made this dude sit here for a whole season when he could have went to New England. New England Patriots wanted him back. He could have went back to where he had success, where he had a good coach. And they said, no, sit here and, and train your replacement. That's what Shanahan did. He said, sit here. But I'm in your play. Sit here. Say the right things for the next year. So
3: you're saying that they were doing dirty again?
2: Yes. Wow. <laughs> they already so did you're, so, so basically... They, 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 they made Debo Samuel play running back, and then... And, and this is this is this isn't an official report, but this is the way I interpret it. They made Debo Samuel play running back, and then when it time to get paid, said we're not going to pay you because running backs don't make that much money. You get what I'm saying? He's like, going to get a, paid. This organization is kind of cutthroat when it comes to things though, how they move, man. I'm just saying. Hmm, I don't see
3: that. I see them rewarding guys. I see Fred Warner getting his deal. George Kittle getting his deal. I think Debo is going to get he's going to get fair market value. It's not going to be the cheetah, Tariq Hill. It's not going to be A.J. Brown. It's going to be somewhere in between. Now that they got barometers, this is why you wait. So you know what Cooper Cup's coming in at. You know what A.J. Brown's at. You know, of course, where Tariq Hill is. And then
2: he'll slide in in his appropriate spot. But here's my only thing with Debo Samuel. Was Debo Samuel wanted out. He wanted out of the organization that he came up with over the last three or four seasons. And I don't think that's just because they lowballed him. They offended him in some kind of way. Beyond just standard negotiation tactics where, you know, you come in low and I come in high. It it couldn't have been that. They offended him in some way, and that's why he wanted to leave. And again, from the top down, everybody's going to say the right things, but the writing's on the wall. Debo Samuel wanted to leave the 49ers organization, and I don't think it, it was from a low ball offer. They did something that was like, no, man, you don't do that to a guy like him.
3: Jimmy G. Just to get back, and this is why Jimmy G would be getting done dirty if they wait just before the kickoff so they don't have to. Because we know once the season starts, you owe that $25 million salary cap and his salary kicks in. So if they were to let him go just before the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. what it would mean for Jimmy Garoppolo is that essentially every other NFL football team is now set at their quarterback position. And then you're saying essentially, okay, you can go now. And now he's like a man without a country because everybody already has their quarterbacks. So he's got nowhere to go, yes. which would be the worst thing you could do. Or, well, but, 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 or they could hold it over his head like, well, obviously you have nowhere to go. You can come back here. And take a pay cut. Yes. You have to do a serious pay cut.
2: And that that's shady. That's very that's, shady. But that's, If but, they do that, man, that's too obvious. <laughs> what? Dan, we, we, we are 80% of the way there already. We are well, already no, 80% no, no, because of the way can't, there. They can't release him now. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean... Th- why, why can't they release him now? Because he's hurt. He, he He's throwing he, he's throwing in like a week. Yeah, but he's... No, so what happens if you
3: release him right now, he got that insurance policy back in 2018. Duh, that said for 2022, if you were to release me because of you release Jimmy Garoppolo due to an injury, that $7.5 million insurance policy kicks in. So, if you released him now, you would owe him $7.5 million. Whereas if you just wait for him to get the physical then you don't own that. You can cut him out to the physical, but okay. as of right now, you're not going to. So That's all great. of but this, you have but to they're going to hold on
2: to him until they have to pay him. Like the day before his money's due, peace. And, mark my, and again, we are 80% of the way there. We are 80% of the way of them doing that already.
4: What's up, Brian? Plus, you don't want to release him because you know what happens every... NFL training camp. A quarterback's going to get injured. A contending team is going to want a quarterback. And you're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo who's going to be healthy. So why would you risk him right now when you have the trade value can be very high when that quarterback for whoever team, I don't know, Atlanta or uh, I wouldn't dare say this, but Maybe Derek Carr gets injured. Maybe the Raiders need Jimmy Garoppolo. Then
3: yeah, so it happens every year, and we always go back, harken back to Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs>
2: yeah, where yeah. they just
3: overpaid for Sam Bradford because teams get desperate. Oh no, we're about to start the season. We lost. We lost our quarterback. Hey, we need Jimmy Garoppolo. What do yes, you want? Say, we'll do like,
2: it. I feel like. I feel like if uh, uh, this is unrelated, but you mentioned Sam, but I feel like Sam Bradford had he. Had better luck with injuries, man, and he would have been able to play two, three years in a row and really like evolve. Like I'm not saying he would have been, you know, a, a MVP, but he would have been a lot better quarterback no, than no, he turned right. out well, to be. Being healthy is all part yeah, of it. Yeah, because that dude, that dude had like pinpoint Drew Brees like accuracy at times, and when he was at Oklahoma, and I just no, I, 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 no, he was I yeah, big, tall,
3: oh, yeah. strong, it could run enough. For this year, for you know,
2: like I kind of picture him as I kind of picture his career being like a better version of Trent Green had he been able to hold on and play, you know, six healthy seasons. Yeah, so they got listen, that's
3: why all of this is going to require a level of patience because it's not until he starts throwing a football, until he passes a physical. And you still, with the moving pieces with the Cleveland Browns, you still have to wait for that edict to come down or whatever the hearing, whatever came out of that, to the fate of one Deshaun Watson. Is he gone for a year? Is he gone indefinitely? Listen, and then, of course, we'll see how desperate Cleveland becomes. The, the
2: Browns just got rid of an overpriced quarterback, man. I don't think they're in the market for another one. Well, the Niners are going to have to pick up some of that salary, if that's sort of any 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 indicator. But they don't have to. They, they, oh, if they cut Jimmy Garoppolo before the season begins. No, I mean trade him to Cleveland. Well, but why would you eat some of that salary for a fifth round? That's what I'm saying. You're not getting first the you're paying best, You're paying for a pick, essentially. But the best case scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo is a fifth round pick. That, that At this point in his career, because one, of the salary, and two, he has one year left on that contract. And three, everybody knows that when the season begins, if he's still on your roster— you're gonna cut him, so there's no incentive if I'm the if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, if I am
3: the. Well, you're incentivizing that if he's gonna be our starting quarterback, you need to got to learn the, the you got to learn the playbook. Right? You can't just, are you saying you suggest pick him up just before the start of the season? That's not going to work. He's got to go to Kevin Stefanski's offense and learn this thing. And now Stefanski is a little bit similar to that of the 49ers because there's ties between him and Kyle Shannon, but you got to learn a whole another playbook, which is the reason why a lot of people feel as though Sam Darnell has a chance of beating out Baker Mayfield because he's familiar with the offense. Baker Mayfield's got to start from, from ground zero. But the other thing to keep in mind in terms of patience, you could start the season with him. And be okay. Now, listen, again, it could be an insurance policy to that of Troy Lance, but you can also trade him during the season, and you only owe him for the games he played. It's not like you owe him the whole $25 million. So the idea that, oh, my God, the season starts and he's still on the roster, that's... That's another possibility.
2: You you got you got twenty plus for a year for Debo coming up. You got about thirty a year coming up for Bosa. You need every penny you can get. Bosa won't be till next year. But but one thing about the NFL salary cap that I don't think people maybe people don't realize this is that you roll if you are twenty million under the cap this season, that rolls into next season. So you get an extra twenty million going into next season. So getting his money off the books this season. We'll help them sign guys next season. So they need every penny they can get. Because you got some big-time salaries to pay. It's not only that, but if you free up the $25
3: million, during this season you now have additional money to go out and get guys. Right? Because you look at what the Los Angeles Rams did, Mm -hmm. and you think about how they, you know, Von Miller is available. They just went out and they would purchase guys. The 49ers... They would have that ability to do that during the season if you free up his money. It's not only about the salary cap next year, it's about freeing up cash. Cause you know, as much as you have the preseason, you don't really know your needs until the season starts. Would you agree? You're like, oh, you
2: know. Okay, what? But, but, but but real talk, Dan. Real talk, Dan. Did de- de- truth? like be real with your boy right now, okay? You are the GM of the Steelers or the Seahawks, or you name your team that might need a quarterback, okay? What are you willing to give up for Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, it just depends. If you have them
3: over a bag mm-hmm. like like you said, then yeah I, I mean I'd give up I'd go as
2: I go a fourth third or fourth you go a third or a fourth yeah sold <laughs> and, then, and then I'm cackling evilly like if I'm John Lynch I'm like, <laughs> okay let game up a third or a
3: fourth how about a fourth mm-hmm. let's get to a break is uh I don't think our man, Anna Varathan is he no longer. All right, we'll continue with the 49er talk. We're going to open things up as we hit the last half hour of the show. Shamari block and Danavon, do you really want to go cross country with Shamari block? Come on, man.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: Last half hour, Shamari Block and Dan oh, and You know, there's a lot of people that go into this to make us look good. We got guys who work the board. We got producers. One of which is we were coming in to do the last segment here was, come on, guys, referring to you and I, take it home so I can go drink. <laughs> Dude, that's our staff,
2: man. That that it's that more a, to life, fellas. A, a man after my own heart. Okay, I'm just saying, because <laughs> I'm also like tell, you know I'm, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna go have a couple, maybe shoot a game of pool on the way home, and like I'm in for the rest. That's the thing. I'm in. It's Saturday. Like I'm gonna go knock down a couple, play a game of pool. Then I'm in for the rest of the night watching uh I don't know Disney Plus or whatever whatever is on the menu. Oh, we're gonna watch the Last Black Man in San Francisco actually because I haven't seen that yet. And she's like, oh, my God, you haven't seen this yet. This is so I was like, no. definitely I, better than Disney. Plus." As, as, a, as a San Francisco born <laughs> dude, I kind of probably lived it a little bit.
3: <laughs> All right, so we were talking about at the top of the show. Chris O'Connell, who happens to be our star producer, puts together this whole thing along with my man, Bry. So he will be part of the American Ninja Warrior coming up on Monday night, a- NBC at eight o'clock. American Ninja Warrior starring Chris O'Connell. Now, the American Ninja Warrior also came by. I mean, this is how legit it is. They did an expose. They interviewed him and his family, which is part of, if you've ever watched American Ninja Warrior, it's part of the backstory of the contestants that are competing on that particular day. Let's just bribe, if we can get just a little bit of a tease or a little snippet of what you will see coming up on Monday on
6: NBC at 8 o'clock. My son and I had a heart defect. I want to prove anything is
2: possible american ninja warrior july 11th on NBC.
3: that is our man chris o'connell so chris uh what are your thoughts going into to monday and and can you tell us as much as you can about sort of the interview process and, and how that all went down
6: yeah thanks for having me on guys um they come to my house for an entire day they interviewed me my wife and my son so that was pretty crazy um with my backstory, having the two heart surgeries and my son having the two heart surgeries, it's it brings a lot of emotions. Um, but we got we got through it, and we're excited to show our story to not just you guys and family, but it's gonna be to America. It's kind of crazy.
2: <laughs> That's dope, man. So so wait, so did they? Why didn't they follow you here to the KGMZ studios to see the awesome work you do on the weekends with Block and Devon?
6: I let them choose uh what they wanted to show <laughs> and they they had a scheduling, you know, they, they can only do it in one day. And this was months ago too. We we filmed this back in March. No, I remember. I remember yeah. Coming so, back. Yeah.
3: When you you so you did this out at, in San Antonio, is it is it the old Alamo Dome or is it still called the Alamo
6: Dome? It is still called the Alamo Dome, yeah.
3: Now, I know the seating capacity can be huge at that thing. They used to play – they played football games as well. There they played basketball games. I mean, the San Antonio Spurs called that home years and years ago. So what was it in terms of an audience? Was this during the pan- – well, it wasn't – it was post-pandemic. But what, what in terms of people, how many How many butts in the seats at this thing?
6: It, if you've ever watched the show, it looked it looked normal to us, uh, the same seating uh there's fans just on one side of the yeah, they yeah had just, just on one, one side yeah, of the yeah. obstacle course. All right. uh, you know, it's like ten rows deep, but it was full, and they were they were loud and cheering. Uh, the The protocols were fine, just because we were in Texas, <laughs> <laughs> so they were a little lax there. But we still were following protocols here and there, and. Yeah, it was awesome.
2: <laughs> okay, so you can't tell us the outcome nope. because you are like sworn to secrecy. Everybody that wants to find out is going to have to tune in to NBC Monday at 8 o'clock, right? So I know that. So, so I know you can't tell us what happened. But let's just say that you advanced. That you advanced back when you ran through, okay? What would be the next step for a person who finish the obstacle course is there a tournament of champions is there a next like level that you go to where you go through a harder obstacle course like what is the future for someone that succeeded in the position that you were in
6: uh so what i did was that was qualifying and then when you uh, are in the top i believe it was 30 in qualifying you move on to uh regionals and then after that if you get past regionals you get to go to vegas that's the ultimate goal as always <laughs>
2: yeah. so so you'll be there in summer league with kevin data maybe kevin data will like to you know swoop over from us summer league games and be like i'm also here calling my man chris doing his thing
3: that is our man chris hey chris man i am excited i think the backstory on you is nothing short of inspirational uh it's as you mentioned emotional it is it's moving your storyline as well as your kids and so We'll all be we'll be waiting and we'll be watching. Coming up once again, NBC eight o'clock on Monday. Our own Chris O'Connell will be part of American Ninja Warrior, and then we will find out as to whether or not he's able to advance
6: to the regionals. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the promotion, the shout-outs, and your support.
2: Awesome. Wait, do we do, do we play? Did we play the spot where they mentioned his name already? Yeah, we did. Okay, so, who were you? I was here. I was Do it like, again. Wait. Do it again, bro. No, just... I've heard it like three. I've heard it four, five times. It's like, wait, what was, was one that? of those times on air? I want to prove anything
0: is possible. The emotions are real. Wow.
2: American Ninja Warrior, July 11th on NBC.
3: Come on, Chris.
2: Bring <laughs> it home, man. Wait, wait. By the By the way, man, I saw this commercial on Chris's Instagram. I'm not going to shout out his Instagram on, on air because I'm not sure he's with that. But I think if you want, go watch this commercial, man, because this commercial... For this episode of American Ninja Warrior begins, it's like the first thing you see is my man. Okay, I'm like, yeah, there goes my guy, man. Like the starting the whole thing off. So I, I don't know, he's hard warrior means. J- ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah warrior but they, Ninja. but they, they, they land like that was the first thing they wanted to see in order to grab you in to get you to watch this episode. Oh, he's the with shots, man All right. Oh,
3: yeah. Let's get out to Fairfield and check in with Ben. Ben wants to talk about going road tripping across the country with Shamari Block.
2: Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing today? Doing all right, Ben. How you doing, brother?
3: Good. Thanks, Shamari, man, your your trip is like would be totally on point. You gotta get into those places where you can meet the real people and to travel around
2: and that that was that's like on point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, You know, I, yeah. I mean, I, sightseeing. It's kind of funny, man, because you, you're from the Bay, right? Yeah. So, how many sightseeing things have you done? Like Alcatraz, uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Like I've done most of them once or twice, right? But but people that live places that have good times, you'll never catch them. You never catch a New Yorkers that know how to have a good time at the Empire State Building.
3: Well, you know, Shamar, I was in the Army for 30 years, and I've been all around the world, and I grew up in a very rural area. Mm-hmm. And I, what, I, what I find is that all people are uh, the same. They're all, When you get into the culture, it's like you have Hispanics, or you have Iranians, or you have, the, the culture, everybody, the people are, uh, it's all about family. Oh, yeah. That is what would be really cool about meeting all these people
2: because it's all about family and their traditions. Yeah. No. It's, it's all on the road. Thanks, Ben. We Yo, I, appreciate it. I speak it. one and a half languages, okay? I speak English, obviously, and then I, I, I half speak Spanish, okay? I, it's not... English. It's, it's not well enough to... I, I, so I have an associate's degree in Spanish, by the way. Really? So I'm a fraud because... The fact that I have that degree. Give me something. Dígame en español. Uh, no, ¿Por
3: qué? Yeah, they, ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué?
6: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my no, God. No, puedo, no puedo ahora. Take, take I that, can't right now. Take that I can't right now. associate's degree. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I have like, I like have I have a degree in Spanish. I have to speak Spanish, man. Like my, my dream, one of my dreams, right, is to be able to speak like enough languages where I can communicate just with like. Half the people on the planet. Right. So I, I actually at one point when I was more ambitious in life, I was like, I speak English so I could speak Spanish and and Mandarin and 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 Farsi. That would be like almost four million people, which we have the population. Uh, so I started learning Spanish and then I gave up <laughs> learning languages uh, after that because I, I could only learn like a third of actual Spanish. Spanish. Well, the thing why Spanish is good as a key. It's spoke, spoken on every continent of yeah, the world. Especially yeah, especially here
3: in California. It's spoken yeah. on every continent. But also, it's a, in terms of its root and its origin, it makes it a lot easier. You can learn Portuguese, mm-hmm. Italian, very, very similar in terms of verb conjugation. Yeah. Uh, See, so, here's
2: a funny thing, though, is I had a friend who, she grew up Cantonese, speaking Italian.
3: You know one of the most difficult languages? Cantonese, I think Japanese. English is one of the most and difficult English languages. English is
2: really difficult. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems 1st Well, but let's be honest, man, okay?
3: Because think about it, you have though, T-H-O-U-G-H. Yeah. And then you have
2: bow, B-O-W, and people are like, what the hell? Well, no, here, here's my thing, though, okay? Um, oh, wait, what is it? What is it? oh there was one i was like this makes no sense but i, I lost it but there's one thing that i was like well this doesn't mean there's so many things in english uh, right right down to the fact that you know o-u-g-h isn't always pronounced the same um suffixes suffixes and prefixes don't always actually meet the same thing i got
3: something for you that was wait, being kicked up,
2: and and can it's it should either be kansas and arkansas or arkansas yeah, and casaw right. K- <laughs> <and> K- <laughs> okay one of those things need to be consistent how
3: about this? This is actually being kicked around. This is how bored we were when we get into the steam room. <laughs> and this is being kicked around after a swim this morning. What's the past tense of swim?
2: Swam? Swam? There's no swum. It's swam, right? I swam. It's not. Well, there. I guess the question was, can you say swam? Is swam? Well, no, I would never say that. I just said that because you shook your head no, when I said swam. Yeah. What was the answer to it? So
3: <laughs> it's like you can't. swim can't be a standalone. What about what about dream?
2: Past tense Dreamed. of dream. Dreamt. Yeah. Dreamt. We're not. I don't know that that's necessarily a word. I am like 80% sure that that's a word. Dreamt.
3: What do you got, bro? Swam is the past tense of swim. Yeah. All right. And Why was this so
2: much more interesting earlier today? I don't know, man. You guys are crushing Swam. me. Swam. Swam is not a word, Dan. The 650s chiming in and letting you know. I know the, it the is. The 650s also say any tonal language wins out for most difficult, which, yeah, tonal languages. Because, you know, it, it's yeah. the the inflection that you put. So you have the syllable. So you have the, the the syllable. Like, you have... The o, the pronouncing of, of the word o, but if it's o, or if it's o, then those are like two completely different meanings, right? That is tricky, but. Swim English- is the
3: past tense of swim, and
2: well, was of the word swum sw- is the
3: past principle.
2: Or yeah, principle, no, principle no, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Got
3: there was something about swum and how to use it properly. It's mm-hmm. not a standalone. Like you had to say, I had a, I, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm getting
2: a headache. <laughs>
3: All right. Uh, so don't it's forget, all that American, swimming you're doing there, man. <laughs> yeah, but then there's people like you that also screwed it up to a certain degree. With you know, lace your boots. Then some guys like what? Lace- <laughs> what the hell does that mean?
2: Man? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is that. I'll, so here's the the first thing, right? You got you have slanguage, right? You have slanguage. Then you have the culture of the Bay Area, where like we play with language. I feel like more so than anywhere else. So this whole idea of taking a word and adding a prefix or a suffix to it and creating something, even though it's not a quote unquote word, you know, when you add, you know, E E D to the end of something, what that is, you know, when you start something with I N what that means, right? So, uh, 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 Capacitate, incapacitate, right? You know what I'm saying? So when you, when you add I in to the beginning of something, it, it, instantly, it instantly changed that word to essentially be the opposite or a negative version of itself when you add. So I, I love playing with language like that. So I make up words, but they are always structurally accurate. You know what the most universal
3: understood sign language, let's just say you got dropped off in a country where you don't speak the language, but the smi- you had the to-
2: smile, Dan, the smile.
3: Well, not only that, but if you had to communicate Something you know what the most universal, most popular, most understood, regardless whether you speak the dialect or the language, the
2: nodding or thumbs up.
3: If you're, uh, let me give you another hint. Let's just say you're in a restaurant.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Can you think? Can you guess? What drink? The
2: drink symbol? No, no. What well, drink symbol meaning? What? Like you, you know need the drink? A drink? Like, like, oh, like 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 you're like your to your head or, your your no. your or like <laughs> have a drink? No, no. Cash cause, me cause, out one time. Cause, cause, That's
3: it. Cash me out. So you you're you, when you want to get cashed out. You do this,
2: right? The signature That's for a check. The one? Yeah, you're signing a check. So if you're telling me there's places in this world I could go. And I and, and I want a beer. And if I if I take my hand in front of my face and tilt and, and pretend like I have a cup, there's somewhere in this world I could go where someone's be like, "What are you talking
3: about?" Well, then it becomes, a, <laughs> "What sort of beer? Like, what do you want? I got a choice, or so maybe you want a cocktail, listen, or maybe listen, you want
2: maybe it, you want some milk. If I they don't close, know what you, I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. If I get there, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Actually, I made just, that up. Just booze me. Just I don't know if it's
3: me. the most universal, but it works. It makes for me.
2: sense. It, it makes sense. I, you know what? I definitely know what that means. But I, I'm an, I'm still Still gonna go with my oh my, my God, drinky drink Sharma symbol.
3: continues to get legs, man. I mentioned Sharma ah, about a month yeah. ago. Like what the hell a Sharma? Well, and it's well, still now, getting now, play. Now
2: you know how it feels, okay? I I, I say if Chris Shields is on the court where you're in trouble one time. <laughs> and <laughs> every time I say anything, trick, Chris Shielza.
3: I want to know for those of you before we we only have a couple of minutes here, but if you're gonna go on the road trip with Shamari, how long would you last? Would you get out of the would you get out of the Bay Area? Would you get out of the state? Let's start there. How far could you get? Could you get all the way to the East Coast with Shamari?
2: Well, you know, it depends on who's driving. Well, you can't answer, man. It <laughs> depends on who's driving, okay? Because because any first rule of road trip with me is you are the designated driver. I am the designated drinker. <laughs> 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 rule number one rule number one everybody else is driving i'm in the back i'm i'm, I'm down in racer fives and uh lagunitas little something somethings the whole i was but, day drinking but but staying at a reasonable level there's a reasonable level of of sobriety you know for a road trip. i can't do
3: road trips anymore yeah i can do my i would say the extent of how far i can go into cars about an, about an hour hour and a half I used to be able to cruise to L.A., man. I never did Vegas, but I I drove to Arizona, you know, from here in San Francisco. Yeah. I used to be a, I used to be down with it. You hey, know? true story, you break down life, you get into it. Now I'm like, come on,
2: let's get in a plane. What are at, we at some point in the past less than a decade. Sitting in a car for an extended period of time like leads to joint pain for me sometimes Okay, so <laughs> so that's that's why I'm out on, on the road trip. That's the only thing But if I just well,
3: wait the text lines telling me that flammable and inflammable I mean the same, the same thing. Oh, oh, yes. Wow. Right. yes. 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 Then why why have two words?
2: <laughs> exactly right yeah. people that want to learn our language. A- absolutely, man. No, like it's a weird thing. It's it's a weird language, man All right so, yeah, I'm out on the road trip. Like,
3: I used to be able to do Seattle to Vancouver, which is about two hours, hour and a half to the border, depending on how fast you went. But I can't do L.A. even anymore, man. I used to enjoy that. How fast could you do L.A.?
2: Mm, I Seven mean, hours being if, the typical if, if, if speed lawyer, limit. If law enforcement isn't listening, I've, I've made it in as little as Five. Like no. Yes. Five to L.A. Yes. Not from San Francisco, though. Like I was I I was leaving from uh, Santa Monica Pier. No, from Contra Costa County. So you knock off about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah.
3: All right. So you're about five and a half. I've heard that before. All right. Yeah. Uh, So anything. So listen, the over and under. I'm Don's best and I'm sitting a line here on Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. Say the cutoff date is September. No, not September. Let's say August August 20th.
2: August 20th. Jimmy Garoppolo's with the 49ers or is not? Not with the 49ers, man. And, and and I I don't know the exact details, but I actually think they have to cut him by the 26th or something before it's fully guaranteed. Who wins the first game? The first game it's is, first week is in in September. September. Yeah, but but something at some point in training camp. Because so... If you're a veteran in the NFL, then your salary is fully guaranteed the second the first the first uh the first game gets played, but Jimmy Garoppolo's contract kicks in before that point hits. So I'm looking this up right now. There's Hopefully no I can go.
3: I cannot see them hanging on to him throughout the entire camp, just prior to the season, saying, all right, Jimmy, we're going to let you go.
2: Okay, so this is by Peter Panassi here, a uh, fan-sided, and he says that the Niners have to cut Jimmy Garoppolo by, as I scan this article, uh, not long after June 15th, but the cutoff date is, and he doesn't give anything inclusive. But at some point in July is when the actual day they have to cut him No, not July. have to pay him. Not this July. Month, yeah. This month? This month. At some point this month. No, I, I don't think no, that's no, right. No, Tim Kawakami was on with Damon Rattle yesterday, and he said the exact date they had to cut him, and it's at some point before training camp starts. Like, Tim Kawakami with was Damon they, Rattle no, yesterday. I,
3: I thought it was that once they had the 53, man.
2: Maybe that's it. But I know Tim Kawakami said specifically on Damon and Rattle yesterday. I was listening. He said that Jimmy Garoppolo will not be on this roster when training camp begins. The, the great Tim Kawakami.
3: The one and only. Okay. He, matter of fact, he got the exclusive, right, with uh, Joe Lakem. All right. That's going to do it for us. We will uh, be back at it tomorrow morning, as a matter of fact, right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, drink, yeah. Light, Wait, drink light, man. Drink
2: light. Tomorrow morning? Wait, we're, we're the morning crew. We're not we're not 1 to 5. We're, we're 9 to I'm good either way. I'm just saying. I'm I just exact. want to be aware. Okay? I was Brian, like,
4: Brian, when are we on again? No, you guys are on from 1 to 4.30 tomorrow. Oh, it okay. is Whitey, Gleason, and
2: Alan Stiles. Oh, okay. That's going to be dope. From so, 9 to 1. So definitely tune in with uh, Alan and Whitey, and then stay tuned to hear us.
3: All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow afternoon. Uh, until then, from my man Shamari, for Chris O'Connell, don't forget, Chris, are you with us tomorrow? Anyways, Chris will be here. We will, of course, uh, bribe my man Iglesias, who will be sideways in a matter of moments. He's going to crack his first cocktail. And for my man Shamari Block, this is Dan Avon. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, say, enjoy the rest of the day. Good night, everybody.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.